Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the KJ Show is brought to you by Shaw's. Shaw's, the official supermarket of the Red Sox Network. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. WEEI. You know, Mike McDaniel just told uh, reporters down in Miami that Teddy will start on Sunday. Assuming that's true, what have you seen from him on Bill? Yeah, I mean, I've always had a ton of respect for Teddy. Like Teddy, um, you know, good athlete, good arm, smart kid, athletic. It's presents a lot of the same problems that the two of us. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Stiz, let them play a little because it is the Patriots' last stand. It was a December morning or January. They told you you should go. All right, you can kill it. As Belichick talking about Teddy Bridgewater, who is, today was announced that he will be the starter in Sunday's game at Foxborough, which will probably be the Patriots' last stand. And while the offense has been somewhat of an Achilles tear for this team, the idea of Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback sounds exciting to the fan base. But did you know that Teddy Bridgewater's never played against the Patriots? So literally you have a situation where, hey, Belichick facing a guy who's never faced the Patriots before, and, well, he's not young, and it won't be cold. So what does it look like for Teddy Bridgewater since we've never seen him against the Patriots? His worst passing down is first down. You know, if you don't have to pass on first down, that's okay. Now, I won't say that it's fourth because for a lot of quarterbacks, fourth down is your worst passing down. It means you're going for it, right? But my goodness, this guy's best passing downs, first and under 10, first and over 10 in terms of quarterback rating. Here's the scary one. Watch out. Third and four, five or six, third, seven, eight, and nine. So virtually... Teddy Bridgewater does best if the offense in the first two downs can get you three yards. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mentioned that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are on the other side, and all these nicked defensive players that are out there right now that may or may not be out there on Sunday, 
this could be the Patriots' last stand. Now, yeah, you know, I imagine you know quarterbacks tend to be bad on fourth down. Teddy Bridgewater has a QB rating of one forty-one when he has to go for it on fourth and seven, eight, or nine. Oh gosh, this guy isn't as terrible as you may want to think that he is. Now, if there is one caveat that I found very interesting about old Teddy Two Gloves. He's not thrown a touchdown in the month of January. Three picks. But you would presume that would be in cold weather. The gloves may get in the way. I, You know, at BetMGM has the Patriots favored by two and a half. That's down from three. Why? When have you ever known that the line would go down once you know that the backup for the other team is coming in? Could it be... And I'm just putting this out there that it's the Patriots offense. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ, uh, still to come, I found a parlay, Stiz, that will pay over a million dollars that comes at 645 and scared money don't make none. Yes. I need uh-huh. I need to get some of that Christmas money back, KJ. Yeah. Well, you could get it all back and you might even buy buy some family out. Like, look, I'll give you 200 grand to get out of our lives. Where the Patriots are good, and we're talking about the offense, and we're giving them a chance to at least make their case first and 10, second, one, two, or three, second, four, five, six, third, one, two, three. Oh, God. There's the short game. Now, these ratings all look good for those downs, but let me tell you, the ball doesn't move. No more than 20 first downs on any of those downs. Most of the, almost half of the Patriots' first down on offense are coming on first down, first and 10. I'm kind of baffled. And maybe that's the word, because I know some people are coming at me. KJ, you were really hard on Mac yesterday. I don't know what. You must have something personal. No, I have nothing personal. I don't even know the guy personally. But I do know the worst situation, if you follow Greek tragedy, that Icarus doesn't even get too close to the sun. That's the whole thing. Icarus falls because he gets too close to the sun. But he's also instructed not to get too low. This team is getting pretty damn low on the offensive side of the ball. And how much can you depend on the defense to do everything because it's been doing more than what it's been asked to do and it feels like it's going to continue in to the Sunday game? 617-779-7937. Text text line 37937. Here's defensive uh, linebacker Josh Uche saying, does does it make a difference with Teddy Bridgewater to Tua? Is there any change for you? It looks like Bridgewater's going to be the guy. That's how they said they're going to move forward because of Tua's concussion. Um, you know, does that change anything for you and how you prepare? Nah, you know, uh, the game is the game, and you know, whoever's back there is whoever's back there, and you know, we each have a job to do, and we just got to execute. So, yeah, got a job to do. So does the Miami defense. Where are they best? First and under ten. Third, one, two, and three. Third, seven, eight, nine, right in the Patriots' wheelhouse. See, all the conversation has been about the Patriots' defense and what won't happen 
with the Miami Dolphins offense that Tua isn't there. But by numbers, for those who love numbers and romance them, the storyline looks like this. How much can the Dolphins' defense get off on the offense of the Patriots? This is the story. You expect the Patriots' defense to be right there. But when it comes to the Patriots' offense, it's just been a problem. This is how bad it is. So there's this thing called expected points contributed, right? Like, let's say we're all going in on beer. Stiz, let's say it's me, you, and two other guys, and the beer costs 20 bucks. And if we think we're all going to drink the equal amount of beer, somewhat close to it, we should all put five bucks in. That sounds about right? Sounds fair. Sounds fair. All of us, four guys, 20 bucks a beer, everybody put in five bucks. Well, the offense in football, you expect them to put in more on the points than the defense. That That's just fair. The Patriots are so bad that the only teams worse than them contributing to the beer money for points, if you will, the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Jets. Ugh. They don't put in for beer. The offense isn't putting for beer money, gas money, cab money, Uber, whatever it is. It's not happening. 14 passing touchdowns this year, 12 rushing. 26 touchdowns total. Unbelievable. Now, the good thing, not winning the interception race. I I know some people who had like a little ticket for Mac Jones to throw the most interceptions this year. That's not going to happen. That's somewhere between, that might be either Dak Prescott who could win that or uh, Russell Wilson. But I'm telling you right now, if the Patriots Offense can't put at least 28 points on the board. It's going to be issue. Because watch this. Guess who gives up the most points in the AFC? The Dolphins. Like, you, how do you not walk into that greatness? If you don't understand how much of a last stand this really is. Beyond the team, right? Beyond the team. This is really about the offense, And the entire storyline that's been going on and the choice of Matt Patricia, which I wish at least it would have been announced because then you know who to go right to, you know, the whole de facto kind of pseudo see the sheet in his hands so therefore you could assume that it's him. I said, hey, if this thing starts getting ugly, and it did right away, Bill Belichick needed to annex it the way that, I don't know, I don't want to get into politics or anything like that. But some places that get annexed, they're just like, you know what? You need to come over here. Your post office doesn't even work correctly. KJWEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line, 37937. Since it's the end of the year, Stiz, I'm going to do a rewind parody of the Bruins and where they were at the beginning of this year, like back in February, and how so many things have changed. You don't want to miss that. Well, look. If the Patriots can't put the ball in the end zone, it won't matter what Teddy Bridgewater does or does not do. You're literally hoping that Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater gets sacked six, seven times. A complete collapse. You don't usually see that for teams that are on the way to the playoffs. And guess what? Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have to stand back there for five seconds (laughs) to get rid of the ball. In fact, numbers show that Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback when he holds the ball less than two and a half seconds. Uh-oh. You know what that sounds like? 
<laughs> can you tackle Tyreek Hill once he gets the ball within five yards of the of the of the line of scrimmage? And if it doesn't happen, I really don't want to hear the narrative. Oh, the, the defense couldn't tackle. They couldn't cover their man. It's such and such and such and such and such. Because it would just be another excuse for what's been the problem all year. The offense. Here's Devin McCourty talking about what it's going to be like defending Hill and Waddle. Yeah, I mean, um, even if you're healthy, you know, I think not just the, obviously the abilities of those two guys, but I would say the offense of, you know, sometimes you see a guy go in motion and you're thinking like, all right, that guy's going to the flat, but no, it's Hill running full speed in motion and then turning up and going full speed vertical, which like you really just don't, you don't see that too often in this league. So um, I think the marriage between the run game with the motions and with the short passes, the pop passes, and then the next thing you know, you know, you get the same exact look. You think you got a good beat on it. Now Tyreek Hill's running you know, a deep curl route and waddles on us, I run in a deep post or vice versa. Like, you just can't get a good beat. It's not one of those offenses. Like, they're going to line up wide and this guy's going to run a nine route. So, you know, we'll add a guy over the top. Like, a lot of it is inside the numbers and it's all not, it's not going to be vertical all game, but, you know, throughout the game, it's going to show up and it's going to show up in different variations throughout the game. So, um, I think it's a combination of just having two unique kind of skill talented guys with Waddle and Hill. Um, and obviously, I think their offense, they you, they do a good job of putting them just in so many different places that you can't get a good beat on it. And you've seen that offense just throughout the year just put up, you know, crazy numbers. Um, and those two guys continue to do it week in and week out. What he's saying is they provide stress. Stress. And even when someone is describing the stress they put on, you can hear the stress or the intense need to be alert. This Dolphins team does not play around. They will come out look, oh, half of their yards. Half of their yards for the, for in a game come in the first quarter. Half. Ten yards an attempt in the first quarter. Your best bet is to try and shut down whatever they try and do first down that's going to get them seven or eight yards. If the Patriots can get them away from that, then you have a chance to make sure that Teddy Bridgewater has to hold on to the ball a little longer. But again, as Devin McCourty was saying, even when healthy, trying to stop those guys is a task. It's a stressor. Patriots fans, I really don't hope this is the last stand, I really don't. It will be exciting to know that, hey, there's an upset on the making on Saturday, on Sunday and then a chance to go to Buffalo and play your way in potentially. Now you have to scoreboard watch, but still. It just would not feel normal knowing that a last game of a season doesn't matter because you're not going. Well, and even in the 2020 season, that was, you know, that was to be expected all the way around. Your thoughts on the Patriots. We'll talk more Pats plus a million-dollar parlay. That's only five legs. It's not one of these 20-leg parlays. Five-leg parlay that can pay you a million bucks on some of the NFL games. This is, again, courtesy of BetMGM. But right now, it's time to trend with Stiz. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
Your Boston Celtics beat the Clippers last night, 116-110 to at the Garden. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both had an impressive 29 points in the win. Al Horford with some amazing blocks last night, KJ. He was just playing like an absolute the beast. The old man, the yes, old man showing yes. up. It was, it was very, very impressive to see. The Celtics are off uh, until Sunday when they head to Denver to play the Nuggets. The Boston Bruins are off until tomorrow when they host the Sabres at the Garden. Puck drops at 1 p.m. The New England Patriots take on the Miami Dolphins at Gillette Stadium Sunday at what 1 p.m. in what KJ is calling the last stand. The Patriots must get it done. Mike Reese is reporting that Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Jonu Smith, and Devontae Parker have all been ruled out for Sunday's game with injuries. However, uh, with some positive news, KJ, running back Damian Harris is off the injury report and is expected to play. Good. So we will see how that goes. Also, don't miss our own Gresh, Razor, and Milberry Tuesday, January 2nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. broadcasting on location at Timeout Market just down the road from Fenway Park. It's the WEI Classic broadcast on Boston Sports Original, WEI. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. And if you're playing against the New England Patriots, you have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know that you're dealing with the Grayson Allen of the NFL. And I say Grayson Allen for this point. His play on the field is not elite, right? We've seen Tom Brady do some questionable things, but it's okay because he's the GOAT. Mac Jones has not been a great player, and Mac Jones has done some things that are extremely suspect. So if I'm a player and I'm playing against him, the protections of the quarterback are absolutely gone when it comes to Mac Jones because you know as a player, he won't be trying to protect you. KJWEEI 617-779-7937 Text line 37937 It's Ryan Clark of ESPN calling Mac Jones the Grayson Allen of the NFL I I just hear a little bit of a dog whistle there I, I do I mean I get the comparison but I think sometimes when there's an opportunity to take a shot at Mac Sometimes the shots are subliminally just as low as the ones that you're claiming that he is as a dirty player. I'm just going to call it out. I mean, because at the end of the day, the average person would not really understand the Grayson Allen analogy unless you're like deep into like Milwaukee Bucks sports. Uh, Grayson Allen, I think, is is at a bigger platform from when he was at Duke and doing some of the things he did. And they were atrocious. I I would not put Mac Jones on a Grayson Allen level as knowing what Grayson Allen has done. But I also do hear a little bit of the uh, roof going on with that. And that's not cool, if that's what's happening. Just call it as I see it. 
Look, Mac is in a position where he's never faced this type of adversity ever. Last year, it was really about, hey, look, this guy has shown that, okay, he belongs, right? He doesn't seem too flustered by the moment. When you did see him flustered by the moment, you did see rooms of improvement. I just think that some people have taken the narrative and run with it saying, my goodness, the second coming of Christ has been born. That's not what happened. Very strong running game last year. Spot on defense for 75% of the season last year. But now here we are at a point where the the whole narrative going into this year was the development of Mac Jones. I will for one, I, I said the team would be six and eleven or seven ten. But if it meant that Mac Jones showed that he belonged and fought hard in some close games and showed that okay, he's learning some things, maybe a couple of comebacks during the season, winning all the games you're supposed to win. Now, injury you can't account for, but in terms of what you've seen since the injury. Maybe one game has shown that, okay, this is what you would hope to see, and that was the Minnesota game. And you remember what the narrative was of the screaming about, well, okay, it was me. Like, my goodness, is this is this about to go on national television? That all of the bad things that have been happening during the season, you could kind of hide behind the wins and losses nationally because someone would just pick up, well, I'm not a newspaper, but someone just go to their computer and see, hey, well, the Patriots are up until 7 and 8. Oh, they were seven and seven. They were five hundred team. You know, they were in the playoff hunt. If the playoffs ended today, so for the average person, but for those of us who've got the one hundred three kickoff in our living rooms or in our blistering faces, you're like, oh my god, this is bad. And so now here we are at a must win game that virtually everybody's going to start seeing because once you know this is going to be a game that people are going to want to check in and find out what's going on because Miami were one of the hot names earlier. Tua and his concussion really became like a good morning America story. And let's just put it this way. You never want the news department to get hold of a sports story. Like, oh, gosh, here they come with their investigative reporters. So Tua's always been this kind of traveling story of why he's there and why he's not there. And by him not being there, there's been a separate conversation about whether Tua should even continue his career because of the severities or the let me let me take away the word severity because of the consecutiveness and closeness of his, his his concussions. Me, I've always thought that Tua was just a bit too small for the position and would almost have to always be the kid who has to jump over the sink to see the water. Just put that in your brain. So uh, when you have to do that and you have people coming at you at top speed with their own goal is just to absolutely destroy you and put you on the ground, the last thing you want to do is be off of your feet, and Tua gets off of his feet a lot when throwing the ball. But for Mac Jones, this is supposed to be the idealistic built quarterback. Strong in the pocket, shoulders back, armed with precision. But, you know, you probably remember the conversations with Tom House, the pitching and throwing coach saying, you know, if I work with Mac Jones, maybe his arm could get 5% stronger. All just to fast forward to the Vegas game where Bill said, ah, that's not a play we wanted to go with right there. And, of course, the conversation was, what, Matt can't throw 55 yards inside of a dome in the desert? Are there any better conditions? So there's a lot on Mac Jones's plate. And the biggest is not only winning this game, but winning this game showing that this offense could have a little run, potentially win two in a row, 
potentially through other things that can happen that are very realistic. You know, you've got the tiebreaker against the Jets. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now in this mix as well. So you're looking at a couple of different scenarios that can clearly put you in the seventh spot, but it's all contingent on winning the the game Sunday. I'm not even going to talk about the Buffalo game. The game Sunday. So here's Mac Jones on how he's handling the pressure of a must-win game like this. Mac, what changes, if anything, for you in, in must-win games like Sunday over your career that you've been faced with? Yeah, I think I've been fortunate to play in some some big games, and I know a lot of guys on our team have too, obviously. You know, the older guys, and that's always the best thing to do is talk to them about what to do and how do you prepare differently. Is there anything different? And, you know, a lot of them say the same thing. It's it's another game. you got to go out there and play the game, you know, just like you're a five-year-old kid. And regardless of the stakes at hand or anything like that, it all comes down to execution um, of the plays, and, and that's true. I think when you can stack up a bunch of really good plays and then you look up and focus on, you know, what the actual plays are and not the results, and a lot of times good things happen. So it's really about focusing on the process and um, doing everything you can throughout the week to just continue to do your normal routine. You heard me mention dog whistle here a couple minutes ago about the Ryan Clark comment. I'm going to do a little one here. You know, when Mac Jones speaks, there's this, and you, this is the great thing about when you refer, reference somebody or something, you say Google it because that's what Google is for. When I hear Mac Jones talking, he reminds me of this character that Damon Wayans used to play on this show called In Living Color. And what the dude would do is put all these jumbled words together but it was more on the expression. So he was like, so the colostomy of my prostication has me in duplication of my situation that's under congregation. And you're like, oh my God, what is he saying? Mac Jones just sat there and said, you play the game like as if you were five. Five? Five? No. I have a nephew who's five. He's not on anybody's football team. He's still at the point of, well, now, now here's what would be a really good thing if Matt could do this. My five-year-old uh, nephew loves to throw the ball to himself and catch it. Maybe Matt can do that. It's not legal in the league, but at least you could do it when you're five. I think there's a crossroads where Belichick is in terms of all the good decisions he's made. This bad one has been glaring, and that is Matt Patricia. And what's crazy about it is, despite everything that's going on, you may think that Bill O'Brien is on his way. People who have jobs to do and hand in a story may tell you that Bill O'Brien is on the way. But if that's the case, then why isn't Bill O'Brien here now? You think really a, a game against Kansas State tomorrow at noon is really pressing to stopping him from coming? No. Because I think the case is, what's the relationship going on between management and the quarterback? And I mean, like, hey, we've seen the bumping of heads between Patricia and 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 Joe and, and and Mac Jones on the field. We've seen that on live television in prime time. Those you didn't see those in the one hundred three games. You saw those in the prime time games. And what does that do in reference to the respect of Belichick running the team? What says Belichick has to get rid of Matt Patricia to make Mac Jones happy? What says he has to do that? What says he has to get rid of Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator if he may get nine wins out of it? Do you see what I'm saying? 
like as bad as things have been, this isn't Houston. This isn't Arizona. And look, you people say, oh, if he had more weapons and everything. Look at the weapons that Arizona has. Receiver-wise, tight end-wise, running back-wise, four wins. Continuity plays a big part. Everybody's got a talent in the NFL. That's why you never hear me use the S word when it comes to Mac Jones. I can't say that the guy sucks. I can't say that. Mediocre? It means that kind of, you know, the T's a bit lukewarm a little bit. And so now you hear you have a Miami defense that's just going to be ready to just take off and, and, and go off on Mac Jones. Now, where does Mac have a good chance against this defense? It would be on first down, where the passer rating that they're giving up is 102. But you have to ask yourself, would you want Mac Jones to try and get loose in the air, throwing the ball on first down? For extended yardage? Now, granted, the stuff that's right at the line of scrimmage, that's all on film. It's like Duran Duran girls on film. It's it's all there to see. But would you want Mac Jones to come out of the game gunning right away? Now, Damian Harris being available is going to be very, very key. Because if Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris can get something going, I'm not saying two dudes rushing for 100 yards apiece. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about... Can you get Mac Jones to the play action after the run is being respected by the the Dolphins? And there's where you might be able to get separation. And if that's possible, this is where Tyquan Thornton cannot drop a single ball where he's got space because those chances and availabilities are not going to be there again. This is a Dolphins team that wants to get up and down the field fast, quick strikes, high volume, output, that the Patriots don't have an offense to catch up with. So if you're if you're if you're Belichick and you're Matt Patricia, you have to wonder, hey, look, how do we keep that offense of Miami off of the field and tire out their defense, which is going to be looking to unload? Here's Belichick on his thoughts on what Miami's looking to do to stifle the offense. Where are they pressure wise? Defensively, in terms of how often they pressure, are they one of the higher pressure teams in the league? Depends on the game. They can be, but not necessarily. Wasn't that Kyrie that asked that question? I recognize my fellow brethren here at WEEI when they ask a question. I think that was uh, WEEI's own Kyrie Thompson. Yeah, Bill, what's up with the short answer there, bro? That's my work. That's my coworker there. That's a good question because, again, like I said, if you really dig into numbers, and I'm not a really numbers digger. I'm like that guy like, hey, give me your phone number and I'll make you smile as I'm asking you for your phone number. I don't do these things anymore, but this is how I was able to get like, you know, miscongeniality of a of a of a pageant. Okay, so Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how you marry them. You you gotta make them laugh. You know they say the same muscles muscles that make them laugh are the same ones that make them well. Oh, I like yeah. that. I'm gonna borrow and, that one. Well, there you go. Put it in a rap lyrics, Diz. I know you will <laughs> drop it. But look. The whole story in this game is that Miami's defense wants to be the story against the Patriots' offense, which has been a continuing saga. The Patriots' offense has been a continuing saga that the Miami defense wants to add to. You go back to the first game, it seemed like everything was pretty much even up and up on board, but now you have all this film to see what can happen? And, and, and I got to tell you this, if Mac Jones struggles 
You will not see Bailey Zappi. You may scream. You may yell at the television. I wouldn't necessarily do anything violent to it because, hey, it's only showing you the pictures. It's not, it's, well, they're giving you commentary too. But you won't see Bailey Zappi put in this game. Because I've said, after benching Mac in the, 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 the Bears game, once you put him back in, you can never really take him back out. That's why I've never, it's like going back to a relationship you've been in before. I've never done it. Never. Well, ones that didn't end, ones that ended bad. There was a bad situation because that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Like if they could bench me, then they could bench me at any time. And that would be good because that should be the carrot in front of the donkey, if you will, encouraging Mac Jones to like improve. Oh, well, the offensive line and all this. The offensive line has given up the least amount of sacks in the last four weeks than it has at any portion of the rest of the season. The offensive line has gotten better. And I no one thought that was a real potential. And then sometimes I look at film and it's like, okay, Mac will go down and there's a pocket where he could step up to the right or to the left, but he's finding himself on the back of the at the top of the horseshoe, if you will. Where as he's trying to throw the ball, he's now within reach of the defender, but yet there's a pocket in front of him to step up. I I think that's part of the lack of training that Mac is getting from a non-offensive mind. Right? Joe Judge is your quarterback's coach. Yeah, Daniel Jones is probably thinking, so glad that guy's out of there in New York. So yes. Has Mac been trained up better this year? The results aren't there. Has he been dealt kind of a funky hand when it comes to who his leadership is in in the quarterback room and talking about the offensive game plan? Of course. I mean, the Giants were so bad under Joe Judge. So bad. They had the lowest scoring offense in 40 years his last year there. 40 years. And I think there was even a strike year inside of there. That's how bad that was. So that's the quarterback coach. And then Matt Patricia, whose best games in Detroit weren't very many. And these are the guys whose hands are on the offense. That's a Bill Belichick thing. But at the same time, I think if Mac Jones wants to survive as a legit quarterback in this league, you have to show something that's going to win a play. That's going to win a drive. That's going to win a game. And Trevor Lawrence had his first fourth quarter comeback and game-winning drive about three weeks ago. You know what it's done for that team? It's propelled them into first place in the AFC South. Sometimes you just need one good comeback drive to show your middle and you win over fans and the team. It will last for a while. It's like, ooh, 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 ooh. Did you see what Mac Jones did? It'll make you go, ooh, 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 ooh. Your stomach be all in knots, excited, because that's what needs to be seen from this quarterback. All right, next, scare money, don't make none. Three, four parlays, and one of the parlays pays off over a million dollars. That's next here on WEEI. It's KJ. Thanks so much for hanging out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. That surreptitiously conflicts with the detrimental instability in the 2468. Who do we appreciate? The unification of Congress. Excuse me, condoms demystifying <laughs> the squalor of profanity regurgitating over and over again. <laughs> Weei, it's KJ. That's David Wayne's character, who was on in Living Color, who would use all these different words to sound big, really saying a bunch of nothing. And um, sometimes that feels like what you hear Mac Jones when he's giving uh, some of these answers to things about a situation where a team literally is on its last leg, its Achilles may be shot, and everything comes down to this game Sunday after failing to test last week against the Bengals. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Two minutes away from scared money, don't make none. Let's go to David in the car. He says he has an idea why people are crapping on Mac. David, thanks so much for calling the show. You're welcome, and uh, Happy New Year. Thanks for taking the call. So here, here's the thing on Mac. I, I am a huge Patriots fan. I'm, I'm a season holder, and I am a Mac fan. The problem is, for so many years, you know, we got so spoiled with comebacks from Brady and that sort of a thing that now we can't settle for anything. Now, last week, I don't blame them. You know, does Matt deserve some heat? Yeah, he does. Every quarterback does. Look at Rodgers, okay? Look at his record this year. Guy, you know, MVP so many times, and he's playing horrible. Look at Russell Wilson. So when you think about it, Mac, seeing this is only his second year, okay, he was a rookie last year, second year, and then last week, when you take, when you look at the game of the Bengals, he goes down the field. You have an offensive coaching who does not know how to call plays. It's like it's elementaryish the plays that they call it, and then somebody fumbles the ball where they could have probably, you know, they should have scored. So now Mac is taking a lot of heat, but it's not his fault. And, and it really seems like everybody's so quick to crap on Mac because everybody wants to see a Brady out of Mac. And we just have to come to a conclusion that's not going to happen. We're not going to see another Brady in, in probably 10, 15 years. We're not. Nobody's going to. What Brady's doing in Tampa, what he's done, not this year, but he's struggling, but what he's done in Tampa, it's just unacceptable. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's not even something you're expecting. Yeah, so David. Thanks for the yeah, hear, David. Thank, thanks for the call, David. Yeah, no one ex- is expecting a Brady 2.0. I think some people fed themselves that, and I said, "Don't do that, right? Don't, don't, don't do the Brady thing with him. That's not going to be fair to Mac Jones. Be realistic. Can you get an advanced Ryan Tannehill out of him? Can you get someone who's better than a Derek Carr and can produce better than a Derek Carr? Be on the realistic side." Could he outperform or keep pace with Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence's growth, right? Like who is going to be his muse? It wasn't going to be Brady, and it never should have been in the first place. You know, people who were saying, oh, it reminds me of Brady when in his second year in the league. is like, really, it does? 
The infrastructure wasn't the same. The game wasn't the same. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's not fair to him. I, you know, at the beginning of the season, before any game was played, I'm just looking at how I had the AFC quarterbacks ranked, and then we'll get into scared money here in a second. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, one. Josh Allen, two. Justin Herbert, three. I thought Russell Wilson would have a great year. He didn't. Deshaun Watson, uh, I think the jury is still out on him. Joe Burrow actually continued to show himself even better. Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr has tremendously slipped. Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan has fallen apart. Tannehill is starting to disintegrate. Then I had Mac Jones ahead of Tua, Lawrence, Trubisky, Zach Wilson, and Mills. So if there would be, I would put Tua and Trevor Lawrence ahead of him. And then uh, let's just go ahead and take Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan out because they're at the end of their careers. We're talking about the future here, right? So you're like, hey, having a better year than Russell Wilson, despite Russell Wilson proving himself in the league, I'm talking about Mac Jones, who still has to prove himself in the league. And a lot of people have have kind of already signed the loan papers on him before he's even shown any real collateral. I like that one right there. But let's get into some money-making here. Scared money don't make none. Hit it, Stiz. You were scared, huh? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Scared money don't make none. The best role I ever had. Scared money don't make none. I like this one. One dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. Scared money don't make none. All right. These parlays are all bets paid off of or 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 all based off of who wins the game by how much. How much will they win by? This is how you get some great value at BetMGM. You might have to make a trip down to Atlantic City if you like some of these. So how about this? In group one, take the Cardinals over the Falcons by one to six points. That's plus 375. Take the Lions to beat the Bears by seven to 12 points, plus 425. Take the Chiefs to beat the Broncos by seven to 12 points. They're favored by 12 and a half. I think the Broncos cover, but not by much, plus 325. Dolphins over the Patriots by one to six points plus three ten, and Giants over the Colts by one to six points plus three hundred. Put down a hundred dollars. That bet pays one hundred seventy three thousand seven hundred and fourteen dollars. Not bad, Stiz. Huh? Not bad. I could use that. I can use that. You know what? I don't even know. I don't even know what the tax rate is, but I would say that if you try these, make sure you put away for taxes. Group two. Take the Eagles over the Saints by 7 to 12 points, plus 400. Take the Panthers over the Bucks by 1 to 6 points, plus 360. Browns over the Commanders, 1 to 6 points, plus 333. Take the Jags to beat the Texans by 7 to 12 points, plus 425. And the 49ers over the Raiders by 7 to 12 points at plus 375. That's a low number right there. A $100 bet on those five games in Group 2 pays off $248,252. The number's getting bigger. The number's getting bigger, right? Here's group three. Doesn't pay out as much, but still a nice one. Take the Jets over the Seahawks by one to six, plus 300. Packers over the Vikings by one to six points, plus 310. Chargers over the Rams by one to six points, plus 280. Wow, that's a low number there. Also, Ravens over Steelers. That's what you're hoping for. If you're Patriots fan, you need the Steelers to lose by one to six. Or even more, but one to six pays out at plus two ninety, and the Bengals over the Bills by one to six points plus three thirty three. Play the games in Group Three. A one hundred dollar bet pays one hundred five thousand 
$139. So that one's a little bit lower because the Chargers beating the Rams and the Ravens over the Steelers isn't really that much of a surprise, even if it's by a few points. But take this big payoff. The best ones in the two, in the three groups, Lions over Bears plus 425, Jags over Titans, uh, Jags over Texans by 7 to 12 plus 425, just like the Lions game. Eagles over the Saints by 7 to 12 plus 400. Cardinals over the Falcons by 1 to 6 plus 375. 49ers over the Raiders by 7 to 12 plus 375. And the Panthers over the Bucks by 1 to 6 points plus 360. Stiz on the big payoff on that six leg parlay, $100 pays out $1,430, 20. It's $430,221. Wow. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a quick trip to uh, New Hampshire. Hey, because scared money don't make none. The next hour, WEEI with KJ next, 617-779-7937. We talk Celtics. Plus, we still have more Patriots to talk about. Jump in the conversation. And thanks so much for hanging out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 